Welcome to the Manifested Power Hour podcast. We are so excited to share the good news of Jesus Christ with all of you. And now, here is a message from Senior Pastor at Greater Life Christian Church in Durham, North Carolina, Pastor Mark Spell. Amen. First Samuel 16 and 1, the word of God reads, says, Amen. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul? Sing, I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill thine horn with oil, and I and go, and I will. Amen. Send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Amen. To, amen. Show some compassion on you all's desire to stand for the reading of the word. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and be forthcoming, amen, with my text for today that you might be able to rest comfortably, amen, whilst I walk with the Holy Ghost hand in hand, amen, as he reveals his will for his people on this day. Amen. My, my text, I'm going to talk from a thought that simply says, don't count me out. Amen. Don't count me out. You all may be seated, amen, in the Lord, amen, himself. Amen. Many a time, amen, bless God, we see in the word of God, God utilizing representatives, amen, to carry his will to the ears of his people. Find God, amen, bless God, utilizing different people, different folk. We oftentimes, amen, bless God, represent them by calling them, giving them titles such as prophet, amen, man of God, amen, minister, and even some elders. Amen, bless God. But in this particular passage of scripture, amen, the Lord himself, amen, he spoke, amen, to Samuel. That says to me, amen, that there's something very important, amen, going on. Something, amen, that God will have, amen, bless God, to go forward, amen, that's on a timetable that only God himself knows about. And here, amen, bless God, we find Samuel, amen, stuck in the past. Amen. We find Samuel somewhat in the predicament that many of us find ourselves from time to time. Amen. Because God does not ask for our permission in the midst of his transition. Amen. God will do things and not ask us how we feel about it. Amen. And such is the case here. For it is Saul who's being, amen, bless God, replaced by God. Amen. It is Saul. Amen. The same Saul. Amen. Who has been tutored of sorts. Amen, by Samuel. Amen, Samuel, amen, being the final judge and having the responsibility to anoint the first king. Amen, bless God, took the responsibility head on. Amen, to help Saul understand what it means to stand in the presence of God. Isn't that something? Amen, when we get to a place in God, amen, even as the word of God said, when Jesus said to Peter, amen, when thou art converted, amen, bless God, convert your, your, your brother and your savior brothers, amen, bless God, we find ourselves, amen, oftentimes trying to give back. And even as Eli had helped Samuel, amen, Samuel made it his business to try to help Saul, amen. But you know, failure is not always the fault of the teacher, amen, bless God. In order to be a good teacher, you got to have a good student. Amen. And Saul wasn't the best of students. Amen. Because Saul had a hard head. Somebody said a hard head. Amen. Saul, amen, was one of them words. Amen. That listened to the pieces he wanted to hear. And those things, amen, bless God, he didn't want to hear. Amen, bless God, he didn't even make up a conversation. Amen. Don't y'all get upset, but put your seatbelt on. It's going to get tight for just a few minutes. 
Amen. It's one thing, amen, to be disobedient. Amen. It's another thing, amen, not even to bring it up so you don't run the risk of being disobedient. Amen. So Saul, amen, bless God, would do what he wanted to do. Amen. Bless God and ask forgiveness later on. Saul believed, amen, it was better, amen, to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Amen. You know, that's not God's way. Amen. Even though church folk will adopt that from time to time. Amen. I don't found out after 20 some years of ministry. Amen. Bless God that church folk will go do what they want to do. Amen. Get in trouble and then come try to get some prayer. Amen. And get them out the ditch. Amen. And when you ask them, amen, why they didn't tell you in the first place before they did what they did, amen, they act like, amen, they forgot you was existing or you forgot that you were their pastor. Are y'all with me? Amen. So that's the kind of spirit, I would say, that Saul had, amen. Saul was going to do what he wanted to do, amen, how he wanted to do it. And oftentimes, amen, bless God, the word of what Saul had done, Amen. Or the evidence of what Saul had got caused himself to get involved with would reach the ears of Samuel last. Amen. And God would know it, amen, before Saul even thought the thought he had. Amen. That he was going to be out of sorts with him. And so, amen, bless God, it is Samuel who's on his face. Amen. Still distraught over, amen, what has transpired between God and Saul. Amen. Somebody tell your neighbor, this is not your business. Amen. Bless God. It might be your first cousin. Amen. Might be your mama in them. Amen. Might be even your son or your daughter. Amen. But when a disagreement comes up between God and somebody else, amen. Bless God. It is not your business. And matter of fact, you don't want to take responsibility. You don't want to try and exercise your ability to respond. Y'all didn't get that, did you? Amen. Your responsibility or your ability to respond in a situation when somebody done fell out with God because it ain't your business. And it won't Samuel's business. In terms of what God had decided he was going to do with Saul. When we get upset sometimes because of our misunderstanding of God's handling with somebody that we love. Amen. When we get bent out of shape because we don't appreciate, amen, what God has decided he's going to do with our loved one. And sometimes, amen, because we upset with God because of how he treated Billy Jean. Amen. We stop praising like we used to praise. Y'all ain't saying that because we get bent out of shape because God didn't put some more money in Maybell's pocket. We get hot. Amen. Bless God. It won't give God the glory he deserves. Tell your neighbor, that ain't your business. I'm going to leave it alone. Amen. I'm going to tell you why. Because we act like we owe something because we pray real hard. Y'all didn't hear what I said. Amen. We act like praying, amen, praying and doing are equal. Amen. We act like we deserve something because I prayed so hard. I fasted for this. Amen. I fasted for them. What you mean they still lost the job? Amen. Bless God. I prayed for them. What you mean they still went to jail? And so we get hot with God because we act like praying ought to be on the same level as doing. Amen. But praying ain't nothing but asking. Amen. The power is in the doing. Amen. And we got to understand that if we ask God and God decides not to do it, that's his business. And it ought to have nothing to do with your praise. Amen. Bless God. Tell your neighbor, take your praise away from your emotions so you can give God what he's due even when your emotions get hurt. Amen. Bless God. Don't keep your praise in your front pocket, but put your praise in a safe place where the devil can't pickpocket you if he bump onto you in the subway. Tell your neighbor, is your praise in a safe place y'all they heard me I'm gonna leave it alone they mind the pit pocket takes advantage in a crowd 
Amen. The pickpocket takes advantage in a crowd, and he don't pickpocket you, amen, by osmosis, and he don't pickpocket you by thinking real hard on your wallet or your pocketbook, amen, but every now and then the pickpocket will bump into you. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear what I said. The pickpocket know he got to put his hands on you to get your stuff, and he can tell where your stuff is because of how you bulging. Y'all ain't heard me. Uh, because of how you holding on tight to something, he'll bump into you, and the thing about a pickpocket, when he bump into you, amen, bless God, he confuses you and causes you to lose sight, amen, bless God, of what's precious to you, and he will lift it up off of you before you know it's gone. Amen. Tell your neighbor, bless God, you won't even know you didn't praise until praise and worship is over, y'all. You didn't know, you won't even know you didn't give God glory until folk getting in the car going home and you recognize your hair still fixed, y'all didn't see. So, amen, bless God. The pickpocket, amen, picks your pocket, but he don't walk away with your stuff. He passes your stuff off before you catch him. Amen. Pickpocket's working tantum. Tell your neighbor, the demon that's buffeting you got some friendly demons with him. He ain't, he ain't buffeting up against you, amen, bless God, by himself. Amen, bless God, because when he lifts your wallet up off of you, he takes three steps and passes your wallet off to another demon that's going in a different direction. And while you chasing the symptom, the root cause don't got on another train. Tell your neighbor, stop chasing the symptom and seek God's face for the root cause because the symptom passed your blessing off to the root. And if you can get to the root cause, you can get your jaw back. Y'all ain't saying that. Give God some glory. So, amen, bless God. Samuel is messed up because he said, woe is me. And it seemed like, amen, bless God, that the children of Israel are in a flux. Seemed like, amen, bless God, the children of Israel are stuck in a place between judge and king. Y'all didn't hear what I said. Amen. And that's when the children of God get disappointed. Amen. That's when the children of God lose faith. Amen. When we get stuck in that place between where I was and progression. We get stuck in that place, bless God, when we don't understand, amen, bless God, how we're going to keep going forward and we don't want to go backwards. Amen. And that's the place, amen, that Samuel is in because Samuel is in the place that says, what next? Amen. Samuel is in the place where he has surrendered, amen, bless God. The very amen formula, he has surrendered, amen, bless God, the formatting of God. For God has declared, amen, that I'm moving away from the judgeship. And I'm moving, amen, bless God, into kingship. And here it is, amen, the first king has failed God. And because, amen, our knowledge is limited as to what God can do in a place of calamity, amen, bless God, he's in this flush whereby he said, what's next? Amen, because all I know, amen, is a failed kingship and an established judgeship. And I'm in the middle now, and I don't know which way to go because I just don't want to go backwards. Have I got any Christians in this house that just don't want to go backwards? So, amen, bless God. He's on his face, crying out to God. But I want to let you know, amen, bless God, that God has not given up on the kingship. Tell your neighbor, God has not given up on the kingship. And see, that's what's messing us up, amen, bless God, because we couldn't see no path forward. It looked like to us, amen, bless God, this situation is dead. It looks like to us, amen, bless God, there's no hope. There's no way we're going to go on. But God has not given up on kingship. That very thing that you've thrown away, that very thing you've surrendered, God hasn't given up on it yet. Y'all didn't hear what I said. That thing you done washed your hands and walked off on. God said, but I haven't given up on it. Tell your neighbor, hold on just a minute. God got another plan. 
My God. And sometimes despair will cause us to surrender. Where does despair come from? Despair is the essence of not knowing. It's a sense of ignorance that says, I can't see beyond the way I feel. I've had all I'm going to take. I'm done. I'm through. God is saying, amen, bless God. I got something waiting on you on the other side of your desperation. Get up. Get up. Tell your neighbor, get up. My God, you don't cry all night long, but get up. Come on here, my God. You don't throw up both your hands, but get up. You're on the verge of quitting. You're on the verge of letting go, but get up. Get up. God said, get up and just point yourself in the direction I said go in. I'm going to leave it alone because I didn't come to preach about this. But God said, just get up, just point yourself in a godly direction. Sometime, amen, bless God, when you don't know which way to go, the enemy, amen, will get you off the main road and get you caught up, amen, bless God, in a, on a backwards path. Get you so, amen, bless God, dilapidated and all messed up that you can't tell top from bottom. And you're open for any type of advice that might come your way. But God is just saying, get up now and point yourself in a God direction. In other words, I'm going to lead you to where I will have you to be. But you can't stay here. Because this place that you're in right now, lead it to destruction. It will lead to your demise. It will lead to your death. You can't stay here. I got more for you. Tell your neighbor there's a blessing beyond your pain. There's a blessing beyond your heart. Shake your neighbor and say, God got something else for you. It's a blessing beyond your pain. God said, I got something else for you. Get up and just point yourself in my direction. Here it is. Amen. This man of God. Amen. Not even altogether understanding the seasons nor the time. Begin to be obedient unto God. The word of God, amen, reads and says, and Samuel said, how? Amen, how? Tell your neighbor, how? My God, it sounds good what you're saying, but I'm the one that's living it. How? Amen, bless God. You, you're talking right, Pastor, but I don't believe you've ever been where I am. How? How can I go? How can I go? Pain is real. Pain, amen, bless God, is a reality that grips and just holds your total attention. Pain, amen, bless God, encapsulates your entire being. And it's the most real thing, amen, bless God, there is to a man. And here it is, amen, God is saying, move along. And you're saying, wait a minute, how? How can I go because my pain is real? Amen, how can I go because my suffering is real? Amen, how can I go? And he's responding to the real God that he knows his voice. He learned his voice as a child in the house of Eli. He knows God, but he said, God, how do I step over this? Yeah. Saul, here he will kill me. The Lord said, take an effort with thee. I'm going to send you under another pretense. And I say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. And when you get where you're going, tell your neighbor you're going to get there. You might not be at your best pace. My God, you might not have your trot with you. Amen, bless God. You might be dragging one leg, but you're going to get there. And he said, when you get there, you tell Jesse to sacrifice. And I will show thee what there thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me whom I name unto you. 
And Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem. And the, and the elders of the town trembled at his coming because he was a mighty man of God. When they saw him coming down the road, they got shaky because he was a mighty man of God. What did that say to you? That said to you that even when you don't feel like it, and it said to you, amen, bless God, when things have run amok even in your own life, and when you don't feel like your Holy Ghost, I baptized chef, amen, bless God, you're still a mighty man, a woman of God. And even when you might be in the thrones of the enemy's hand, the anointing of God still rests on your life. And even though Samuel was in a very unfamiliar place, in other words, God was introducing a level of newness unto him that was going to establish a whole entire different direction for the children of Israel. The anointing of God still rested on him, not just the anointing alone. Uh, but he still had a reputation. Uh, tell your neighbor, sometimes as a child of God, uh, when you can't see your way, uh, you got to live up to your own reputation. Uh, I wish I had somebody. Uh, every now and then, you walk in a dark place, uh, and God ain't even speaking to you like he has in past time, uh, and you don't even know what's coming around the next corner. Uh, it's in those times uh, that you have to live up to your own reputation. Uh, that's why it's important uh, to be in touch uh, with who you're supposed to be in God. Uh, such that when God's not speaking to you, uh, you can go forward uh, and be that person of God uh, that you know yourself to be uh, in the meantime. Uh, do you hear what I said? Uh, here it is, this man of God uh, coming into a house he's never been in before. Uh, looking for a child he ain't never seen. Uh, in a place of confusion. Uh, but the anointing. Uh, tell you never when I can't get my hair fixed. Uh, I'm still anointed. Uh, with my fingernails. Uh, and my cuticles are raggedy. Uh, I'm still anointed. Uh, when my shoes are run over. Uh, I'm still anointed. Uh, when I don't cry all night. Tell you never I'm still anointed. Uh, got bills that need to be paid, but I'm still an uh, Got some issues in my family, but I'm still a... And then come to preach about that. High five somebody and say, but I'm still an My God, I need God to save my husband, but I'm still an uh, I got a child that's acting like a fool, uh, but I'm still an uh, And the power of God! I ain't messing with y'all. I need to save this one for TBN. Punch your name and say, but I'm still anointed. Look him in the eyeballs and say, can you see it? They trembled when they seen him coming. They trembled when they seen him coming. Because he was anointed. Come on here, he had a walk about him. That said, that must be Samuel. Samuel walked heavy in the anointed. That's how the children of God got to be. When you're in this place called flux. And you don't know which way to go. Uh, but you get that iota of a word. Uh, tell you that I didn't get the whole word. Uh, but I got the iota of the word. Uh, it seemed like he said. Uh, I believe he said. Uh, I reckoned he said. Uh, and when I heard what I thought I heard. Uh, I turned my way. Uh, and I started walking heavy. Uh, in the Holy Ghost. Uh, my fuel. Uh, in the heart. Uh, to get from point A. Uh, to point B. Uh, it's to get a word 
Uh, I ain't worried about getting the Z. Uh, if I can just get the B, uh, C or come. Uh, say, God, send me a word uh, that gets me to point B. Uh, I wish I had somebody. Uh, I'm tired of being at point A. Uh, just send me a word. Uh, and when I get the word, uh, I walk heavy uh, until I get to point B. Some of y'all standing still because you're trying to see Z. But it takes a B, C, D, E, F, G uh, to get the Z. Uh, tell your name, you just need a B, baby. Uh, you've been on A long enough. Uh, and God wants to shift you off of where you are. Uh, and if he can get you to B, uh, he can get you to C. Uh, and if he can get you to C, uh, God knows he can get you. Tell your name, when I get the word, I won't have it. That's how come they knew it was him. Because he walked with a determination. Even though he was lost, he always walked like he knew where he was going. That's why they don't let y'all country folk go to New York any kind of way. Y'all get to New York, you are just a victim waiting to happen. And you all downtown New York. Tell your neighbor, tourists. Man of God, look like he always knew where he was going. As your neighbor, you look like you know where you're going. You always look like he was, he stayed on Mount Carmel until he could look like he knew where he was going. Come on here, he stayed in his secret closet until he could at least look like he knew where he was going. He stayed on his knees until he could look like he knew where he was going. He walked with a heavy determination. Y'all ever seen people like that? That you wonder how can they have their head up at a time like this? Don't they know folks are talking about them? How can they still be smiling? They look like they know where they're going. So the man of God walked with a determination. Walked on the deal anointing. To the point, amen, bless God, when he was recognized. Amen, bless God. The men begin to tremble at his coming. And they asked him one question. They said, are you coming peaceably? In other words, they say, man, what you want? Because when you come, either one or two things happen. Either things get fixed or things get towed up. What you want? And he said, I'm on God's business. He said, I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. He said, sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse. He rubbed him down real bad. Started on his head with it all. Kept on glistening. Until he got all the way down to his feet. When he got through with anointing Jesse, he started slinging all, all over his children. Some of y'all won't get y'all blessing. Y'all don't want no oil on y'all stuff. Y'all don't got so sanctified that y'all don't want no shouting in y'all house. Y'all don't got so full of the Holy Ghost that you don't want your neighbors to know you speak in tongues. Y'all don't got so big shot in now that you don't believe in laying hands in your front yard. But this man of God, my God, he knocked on the door. When the door came open, he said, hello, how you doing? We're old. He went to slinging all. Do you hear what I said? And every time you act out in a way that pleases God, God shows up. I don't care what it is. If you make your mind up and I'm not shame of God, then he won't be shame of you. Look at this thing. He's on God's business. 
You know where I'm going. He anointed everything he saw. He even got his hands on Jesse. Everything that was of significance was in the house. Sitting around, doing a whole lot of nothing at this particular time. And the man of God began to believe that he recognized vessels that were suitable to be used by God. He began to notice strong stature. He began to be intrigued by nice grays of hair. He began to be messed up by the studiousness of those that stood before him. And while he stood there waiting on a word from God, God began to speak and say, I ain't looking no pretty boy. I ain't looking for nobody that look like that to be in every magazine. I ain't looking for nobody that look like that to have their own television show. But ask Jesse. In other words, he said, none of these are the one. Not a one of them. They ain't them. Are y'all with me here? You already know the story. And it's a beautiful story. For Jesse had seven sons. But if you ask the son themselves, then it said he had six and a half sons. Because they didn't count David as no whole man. It didn't count David as being significant. But I'm here to tell you, it's not how folk count you. Uh, but it's how God counts you uh, and in turn how you count yourself uh, it's not what folks think uh, but it's what the spirit of God uh, has brought you to believe in about yourself uh, and when they count it uh, they counted David out uh, I want you to know something here now uh, people will do you bad uh, and not even mean to uh, favoritism uh, is an ugly beast uh, favoritism uh, will promote one uh, and destroy others. Uh, favoritism uh, will build up some uh, and leave others depleted. Uh, favoritism uh, uh, makes some feel like they're inconquerable uh, while others feel like they cannot win. Uh, and this is the case uh, with little David. Uh, he didn't do nothing to nobody. Uh, it's just the association uh, that people had identified him with uh, and tied him to uh, sometimes it happens early. Uh, it can happen in the crib. Uh, but will identify you uh, before you even have an opportunity uh, to be able to uh, defend your own self. Uh, folks say you ain't going to be nothing sometime uh, before you even know who you are. Uh, they'll peg you uh, less uh, than your sister or your brother. Uh, sometimes it comes to your complexion. Uh, they'll tell you uh, you're not the smart one. Uh, you're the one that's going to go and live and work in the factory. Uh, you're the one that won't be much. Uh, you're the rot. Hey, don't count me out. Uh, don't count me out. Uh, don't count me out. Uh, little David, uh, you might well call him. Uh, little hand me down. Uh, little hand me down. Uh, folk will show you uh, how they feel about you. By what they do. I heard Brother Forrest Gump say, he ain't in the Bible though. And he said, love is as love does. If you can't never buy me nothing new, but you can buy sister and them something new, they tell me all I need to know. Little hand me down. It's sitting in the field, watching over the sheep. 
But him and the sheep and the goats are not the only things in the field. I got me a God that visits the field sometime. I got me a God that'll come visit you while you're sitting in the field. Sitting in the field. Sitting in the field. Sometimes all night long. And not being missed. My God. How can you tell me you love me? And you don't call me. When the good time going on. You can't tell me you love me. And y'all throw mama a birthday party. And didn't tell me about it. You can't tell me you love me. If Samuel's in the house. And anointing everybody. And you don't sin for me. Leave it alone. They don't forget about David. Y'all know how y'all would do your child. I know Sister White would do it. Prophet come there. She believe he's somebody in God. Slanging on. Got a whole gallon up. He ain't even melted. It's still Crisco. Come in there slanging on. She say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody go get Emmanuel. You want to make all sure all your babies get some of this greasing. Grease them, Prophet. Grease them down. This one right here, he talked back. Grease him again. Jesse had to be ashamed of himself. He didn't even sin for David. That's enough to make him want to cry. He didn't even sin for David. There's some people in your life when they start thinking about the blessings of God and elevation. They don't even think about you. Your name don't even come up because they don't expect this level of greatness to come out of you. But tell your neighbor, don't come. Tell your neighbor, don't count me out. You can't be talking about David. His name didn't even come up. He's a stripling. He don't even care. He's a wild one. He's in the order of Esau. You, you can't be thinking about him. He ain't the one. At that point, David Samuel didn't know who the one was. But he absolutely knew who the one wants. And he know none of these boys here are the one. Wait. Do you have all your sons here? No. No, 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 no. Aren't you glad? That when God started hanging out blessings, he didn't stop giving out blessings until you got yours. Aren't you glad? When God stopped. Oh, stop. My God. God said, listen here, Shripling. God call you by the same name they call you by. Listen here, Stripling. Listen here, Runt. I'm going to bless you till they get jealous. I'm going to bless you till they get mad. I'm going to bless you till they get upset. I'm going to bless you until they start talking to you. Because they already won't talk Tell your neighbor, God's going to bless you. Go get him. Go get him. They knew where to find him. They knew where to find him. He was back there in the field. 
where he preferred to be. Something special is happening in the field. David found out I write better songs in the field. I play better harp in the field. My singing gets better in the field. I can feel God's spirit in the field. I can feel Tell your neighbor, I felt them in the field. You have that house. God will give you the house to let you know I ain't there. You have that nice long stretch limousine. Car so nice you ain't even got to pray. You get a car that cut cranks up every now and then, you'll pray. You got you one of them cars you expect to crank. Don't even have to take the key out your pocket. I'm going to leave it alone. Just thump the start button. When you had that Volkswagen, you had to pray on the way to the car. Lord. I'm... Now, God, you know I got to be to work now. You... Y'all have heard me. Car you got now, you can leave a little late. That Volkswagen, you had to leave an hour early. And you didn't rush to it then. You had to, you had to measure your steps with your prayer. Lord. You know I need this thing to crank now. Oh Lord, let that battery be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I learned how to pray in the field. I learned how to trust God in the field. David was in the field. He just wasn't in the field. I'm stopping in a minute. But the field was in David. Are y'all with me here? David was not out of place in the field. Because his hair looked like he belonged in the field. He smelled like he belonged in the field. He was comfortable with the field attire. Because field were at the heart of who he was at that time. The anointing was hidden. The anointing was put up. David had it, but he didn't know what it was. He had something special, but he didn't know it. He had a special dispensation given unto him by God himself, but he had no definition for who he had become in God for the anointing of God that rested on David was normal place with him y'all ain't saying nothing to me let one of y'all kill a bear and see how many folk y'all tell everybody gonna know y'all couldn't even kill a German shepherd y'all can't hardly kill a mouse we're letting everybody know David was in the field killing lions and bears. And Jesse didn't know it. Because the anointing that rested on him, to him, was just commonplace. To him, it was just a part of the job of being a good shepherd. But it was only after the stripling with the kinky hair, he had, he had this old thing they put in the hair. Uh, he had what you call 
I got to say huh? He had that old dreadlock thing going Before Bob Marley ever came on the scene And when he walked up in the house Everybody else just popped their lips And said that's just David But when he walked in front of Samuel The anointing said hey When he walked in front of Samuel The anointing began to do the slide backwards When he walked in front of Samuel Samuel said ooh, ooh, ooh. This boy right here is anointed. Are y'all with me here? The anointed knows the anointed. The anointed is drawn to the anointed. The anointed can hear the anointed. For the deep calls into the deep. And the anointed, he walked in. And Samuel took a step back and said, This is the one. He is the one. Tell your neighbor, yes, he is. For this is David, the Lamb of God, the son that God's going to call Jesus to be birthed from. This is David. And come on here. In whom Ruth was implanted into the lineage. This is David. Who we still talk about today have been counted out. God said, don't count them out. Told me to tell you, don't count yourself out. No matter where you find yourself now, no matter how dark your nights, no matter how snowed in you might be, don't count yourself out. Believe God, trust God, believe in me. Amen. He's able, amen, to do exceedingly abundantly more than anything you can ask or think. According, amen, bless God, to the anointing, the grace of God, amen, that worketh and liveth in you. That's how awesome he is when you throw your hands up and say, I can't do anymore. And that's when God kicks in. Amen, bless God, and takes complete control. I come to tell you on today that he's a miracle worker. Amen, there's nothing, amen, too hard for God. Amen, just trust him. And with your whole heart, your whole mind, and your whole soul. Amen. Seek to get in the middle of his will. Amen. And stay there. In the name of Jesus. This flesh, amen, bless God, will get you in a mess. Somebody said, well, the flesh is a mess. The flesh will get you in one too. Amen. Have you in a mess. Amen. You'll be still talking about this God. When you're actually trying to protect the way you feel, you're denying your next lesson in the Holy Ghost. God wants to get you to a certain place. Amen. And because you're not ready to be moved. Amen. You'll do some things. Amen. Bless God just to take yourself out of the play. Amen. Move and move yourself. I don't want to have to make the sacrifices necessary in my flesh. Amen. So you do things. Amen. That are hasty and radical. And you have to pay for them. Amen. And you have to come right back to God and go through it all over again. Sometimes the next lesson is a little harder. Are y'all with me? Amen. You thought you had a heart, but when it comes back, sometimes it's even worse. Because you're going to have to pass this test. Amen. To get to where God would have you to be. Amen. The flesh is a mess, and dying in the flesh is even worse. Amen. We love you on today. Thank you for listening to the Manifested Power Hour with Pastor Mark Spell. We invite you to join us in service at Greater Life Christian Church. Our address is 1500 East Club Boulevard in Durham, North Carolina. 
Help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ by donating online at www.greaterlifechristianchurch.net and follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at GLCCNC. We pray this word was a blessing to your life.